This is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. Well, uh, I don't know what the ambassadors are going to preach on next week. So I thought I would preach my Thanksgiving message to you today. Um, And so uh, if you get two Thanksgiving messages, just give God praise. He's trying to talk to us about being thankful and being blessed within our lives. So today we're going to be in Luke chapter 17, um, verses 11 through 19. Um, Before we get into the scripture, though, I do want to mention something. You know, Thanksgiving... As much as we think about it, we always think about pumpkin pie, we think about the pilgrims, we think about, you know, turkey dinners and things of that nature. You know, Thanksgiving wasn't really an American creation, okay? Thanksgiving started in the heart of God. And we see that evidence in the scriptures. In fact, we see the word Thanksgiving mentioned 140 times in the scriptures. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something that I think we need to pay attention to. Uh, Before we get into the main scripture, I want to point us to Psalm 103. If I could have that up on the screen. Psalm 103. This is what the word of the Lord says. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Amen. Let's go to the next verse. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Praise the Lord. He forgives all my sins and heals all my disease. How many of you say amen to that this morning? Amen. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Amen. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. So ladies... And guys, you don't need to buy all the youth products and cream. The Lord can restore your youth. Amen. It's in the scripture. All right. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful and slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will never constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for our, all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. How many of you give praise for that this morning? For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. And he has removed our sins as far as from the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers. We are only dust. Amen. I want to look at another verse today just to show you how Thanksgiving is celebrated in the scriptures. It's one scripture, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. We could have that on the screen. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, this is what it says. But when Daniel learned, because we all know who Daniel is, right? Daniel in the lion's den. Okay. All right. So, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. 
and his usual. I want you to look at that, his usual. With his windows open toward Jerusalem, and he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, comma, giving thanks to his God. One uh, last one I want to look at. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. From the Apostle Paul himself from the New Testament. So that way, you know, Thanksgiving's not just in the Old Testament, it's also in the New Testament. Paul even said this. He said, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise. So we say all of that to say this. There is a lesson, I believe, that we can learn about being thankful and grateful within our lives. And in the scripture, the main portion of scripture today that I want us to look at in Luke has a good lesson for us as Jesus meets 10 lepers, 10 people who had the same dysfunction and lived within that dysfunction. I want you to remember that. But yet, sadly, only one of them had a story to tell. So let's stand this morning for the reading of the word of the Lord, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. This is from the New Living Translation. So if you got your NIV, it's going to be a little different, but um, I went with the New Living Translation today just because I felt that uh, the Lord was just leading me through this. This is what the word of the Lord says. It says, as Jesus continued, someone say continued. He continued on toward Jerusalem. He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he looked at them. And he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went... Someone say, as they went. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Give God praise. Amen. Amen. One of them, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! Woo! Better than a Colts football touchdown. Amen. Praise! And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Interesting. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? I mean, Jesus knows how to count, folks. Okay. And this is what it says. Where what he says. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Let's take a moment and bow our heads today for the receiving of this word. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so grateful to be within your presence. And we're grateful, God, for the work that you've done here today within this service thus far. But Father, your work's not done yet. Father, we ask that we take this word and we receive it into our hearts and into our minds. And in order to do that, Lord, we need your Holy Spirit to help us to digest all of what is being said here today. 
Help us to digest this, not, not just to set it aside, not just to be like, okay, I hope the sermon gets over with very quickly because I've got dinner uh, plans. Lord, help us to digest this easily, slowly, comfortably, and help this be the word that we need within our hearts and minds as we go through our week this week. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be seated today. <clears throat> so the sermon title today is One Thankful Man. One Thankful Man. I'm glad there is at least one thankful man in this story. This would be a terrible story of God healing so many and none coming back. But there is one. One thankful man. And I, I just... You know, love this story because to me, I think we can find ourselves in some of the different characters that's within this story. And there's three things of the lepers that I want to talk about today that I think can also speak to us within our lives. There's three things that they did that I think as Christians we also need to do and follow along with. If we look at verses 12 through 13, we see that Jesus is entering the village where these lepers were standing. But the lepers, as you know, were not allowed to socialize with everybody else. Okay, so they had practiced social distancing before everybody else had within 2020, 2021. Okay, I got a few laughs out of that. But it's true, they were practicing social distancing long time before we did. And so they were distanced off uh, they weren't allowed to even go into the city or into a village uh, because of their dysfunction of their disease. Because they didn't want normal people to catch what they had. They didn't want other people to catch this disease of leprosy within their skin. But yet, here's Jesus entering into their dysfunction as he physically enters into their village. Jesus, not afraid of a disease, not afraid of what people might think, not afraid of what the crowds may say. And he enters this village. Now in Leviticus 13, 46, this is what the Old Testament says, if I can get that pulled up. Leviticus 13, 46, there was the command of Moses for those to stand far away. It says, as long as the disease was serious and at last they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. And truly, this is what they were doing. But, you know, for me, when I think of the leprosy, I know that it's a skin disease that's very contagious. I know that's a skin disease that can rot us on the outside. But you know what else can do that to us also? Within our hearts, and within our lives, and that's sin. Leprosy, to me, is always a picture of the sinful state that we can be within. But yet Jesus enters even into that dysfunction. Give God praise for that. Give God praise for that. In the scriptures it says that the leper said, Jesus! How many of you, when you had something going on in your life, you cried out, Jesus! 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 Mm. Jesus. Master. 
Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Our God is rich in mercy. In fact, he gives us new mercies every single day. His mercies are new every morning. These lepers had no idea of the mercy that they were about to get within their story. But these lepers, as they were social outcasts from the village, they were socially distancing. These lepers, they had many things in common with us nowadays, more than just the social distancing. These lepers were afflicted with the same disease that we all face and that we all have. Let's look at Romans 3.23 real quick. I'm, I know I'm going to have a lot of scriptures today. But this is the word of the Lord. This is what it says. I want you to see it for yourself. I don't want you just to hear it today. The word of the Lord says for everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. Everyone is sinned. Yes. And we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Amen. That's very true. That's one thing they had in common with us. The next thing I know that they had in common with this is that they were all dying. Romans 6.23 says this. It says, for everyone who has sinned, uh, I'm sorry, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Lastly, the other thing they have in common with us here on this side of the cross is this. It says, without Christ, they have no hope. Ephesians 2.11 says that. We could look at that real quick. Ephesians 2.11. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders and you were called and circumcised heathens. It's not the nicest thing to be called. By the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. You see, we're all afflicted with sin. We're all afflicted with sin to the point that without Christ in our lives, when we die, we will die away from the presence of God. <laughs> and so here comes Jesus entering into the leper's village, entering because he knows that he can heal their dysfunction. But also, I think, speaking to us, because what I want you to understand is that in order to have Jesus come into your heart, come into your life, you have to start with this, is that you have to call out to Him. That's how Jesus entered into the picture. The lepers, says, crying out, calling out to Jesus. Master, have mercy on us. How many of you have called out to Jesus because you were afflicted with things in your life? You are afflicted to the point where you know that without Jesus, you are going to die. Without Jesus in your life, you knew that your life was going to take a turn that it shouldn't take. But you cried out and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Amen. Give God praise for that. One of the next things I know that we as Christians need to do, and it I think goes well together is once we cry out and call to Jesus, guess what? Jesus enters into our, our picture. He enters into our story. He enters into the dysfunction that we couldn't take care of and he enters into it because he knows that he can handle it. Let's look at verse 14. 
Verse 14 says this. It says, he looked at them and he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And it says, and as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Look at the compassion that Jesus had upon these, these lepers. He looked at them. And when he looked at them, he didn't see them as lepers. He seen them as people. But yes, sometimes, church, we see people and all we see is the dysfunction. And we don't see that beneath the dysfunction is a person. And so, folks, we got to look at people with compassion and love and grace. And within this, Jesus responded to their call. He responded to their call. And in fact, he just says, go show yourselves to the priests. He didn't have a very lengthy conversation with them because he already knew what he was going to do. He just said, go show yourselves to the priests. And his command demanded faith. It demanded faith. The priests, they had the authority to pronounce them clean, of course, but they're only clean because of the work that Christ did within their lives. They weren't clean just simply because the priest did anything. They were clean because of what God did within their lives. Give God praise for them. Give God praise because as they were cleaned and they were cleansed, they had to go through process. Oh, process. So many of us within the Christian life always want to have all the good things and all the blessings and we see people and we're like, why are they so blessed? And, da, da, da. and sometimes we forget that the blessing comes through process. It comes through obedience. It comes through following and listening to the very words that God has for us. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to us what God tells us to do. Because we try to rationalize so much of it. But there's a process. There's a process of faith to bring about the cleansing. What would have happened if the lepers decided just to stay where they were at? Wow, he wants us to go to the priest. But we're lepers. We can't go to the priest. Well, they're going to tell us to get out of town. They're going to beat us down. They're going to they're going to do all this stuff to to make life worse. We just need to stay here because at least we have here. And that's how we think sometimes in our walk with the Lord. We don't want to go out because what, what, what what's going to happen? What if people aren't going to like me? What, 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 what if I lose my footing? What if I lose my job? What if I, what if, what, what? What, what if? But there's process. And interestingly enough, Every step that these lepers took toward the priests was a step of faith. And every step of faith kept bringing them closer to their blessing, which was their cleansing. Amen? Our faith in Christ can bring an immediate cleansing from sin and from the works of the devil and the enemy within our lives. But faith in Christ also asks us to have faith that God can do crazy things, move mountains, take what little we have and make it grow so big 
that even things as small as a mustard seed, we know that God can do mighty and miraculous things. Here's the thing. My question to you is, are you willing to take a step of faith in the Lord for you to even find out what he has for you? Because you're, you might be on this side of things, but your blessing is just right there. Your cleansing is just right there. Your healing, it might just be right there. And all you got to do is take some steps of faith to get into that. I wonder what, what the church would look like if we took more steps of faith instead of standing in comfort sometimes. I wonder that. But I know this. God works in process. And process begins when we call out to Jesus. Number two, process works when God begins to do a work within us. These lepers were cleansed by Jesus. They called out to him. They were cleansed by him. My next point is this. The leper, notice I said leper, was thankful. Verse 15 through 16, there's this conversation that goes on. Uh, or it, it says, one of them where he saw that he was healed came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking for what he had done. And then it has this detail. He was a Samaritan. It's kind of like, let me, let me put it into maybe a context you can understand. There was, there was 10 lepers and and uh, nine of them were Nazarenes. <clears throat> and one of them, one of them was Catholic. Okay, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just trying to put a contact. And the Catholic came back and said, praise God. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to, trying to make you understand the context of, 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 of this. You would think that the Jewish people who had been praying for a Messiah, hoping for a Messiah, hoping for the works of God. They've known this. They've been around this. They've had the historicity of this. You would think that these people, the Jews, the nine lepers, would understand that God is working and moving. But it was the Samaritan, strangely enough, who was the most grateful. And then our Lord asked this question. He said, didn't I heal ten men? You see, he, he, he knows your name. He knows who you are. He's not lost count of you. He said, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this form? And Jesus said to the man, he said, stand up. Your faith has healed you. Faith is healed you. When the leper had given thanks, this leper had been in a hopeless situation. But yet here he found hope in Christ. This leper who had been homeless, who had been socially distanced from society, could now go back to his home. This leper who had been rejected spit upon the scum of society would now be received with open arms. I think one of the main lessons for us here today is to be as thankful as this cleansed leper 
Because this leper, as he was receiving his cleansing, it was in obedience. And yet, how many of us sometimes when we have something so good that's happened in our lives, we, we forget to give God just a simple thank you. Just something simple. The other nine lepers were so thoughtless. They had received a miracle within their life. They did. They received something that we're still talking about here today. And yet, the sad words of Jesus is, where are the other nine? I, I thought there was ten of you. Church, I want us to know that we can, in our own ways, forget the goodness of God. We sometimes forget the Egypts that he's taken us out of. We forget the Red Seas he's helped us cross. We sometimes forget the ways that God has worked and moved within our lives. And so, to conclude, I just simply want to say this. In verse 19, we see that Jesus commends the one, say one, one. the one, one leper, one leper, but he commends him and he says, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. This is your sign and guarantee of my victory working in your life. Yes. Amen. Give God praise for that. Give God praise because our Lord deserves it. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory and all the renown. And the enemy, he tries to come in. He comes in with disease. He can come in with dysfunction. He can come in with snares and traps. And he tries to get a hold of us. And he tries to rip that thanks that we can have to God. Folks, I'm telling you, God is good. And all the time, amen. Give God praise. Whatever it is that you might be dealing with in your life, healing comes, I believe, just as, just as well when we can get into a posture of praise and worship and thanks to God. Because sometimes the healing we need is when we can focus on Him and what He can do through us. Give God praise for that this morning. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to connect with me or Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, you can find us on Facebook at Greencastle Nazarene and also on our website, www.greencastlenazarene.com. May you have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord.